Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Joshua. Hello, faithful listeners, and good morning. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast. So I have a question for all of you guys. I've been trying to think up a way to do something a little bit different with the podcast. Nothing drastic, but just something that kind of includes you guys a little bit more. So I was thinking about this because I kind of mentioned it in the past and never ended up doing it. But I was thinking, would you guys like if I read a comment from YouTube or a review that somebody gives the podcast on the podcast every day? Now, this would be in addition to everything that I'm already talking about on the podcast, but... I might start doing that. I might start taking a day or two out of the week to read some of your guys' comments, questions, reviews, or even the emails that you send to me if you are willing to let me uh, read them on the air. But we can think about that for a later day. Let's go ahead and start reading Joshua chapter 10, verses 15 through 43 today. I'll be reading out of the WEB as usual. Joshua returned and all Israel with him to the camp to Gilgal. These five kings fled and hid themselves in the cave at Makeda. Joshua was told, saying, The five kings have been found hidden in the cave at Makeda. Joshua said, Roll large stones to cover the cave's entrance and set men by it to guard them. But don't stay there. Pursue your enemies and attack them from the rear. Don't allow them to enter into their cities, for Yahweh your God has delivered them into your hand. When Joshua and all the children of Israel had finished killing them with a very great slaughter until they were consumed, and the remnant which remained of them had entered into the fortified cities, all the people returned to the camp to Joshua at Makeda in peace. None moved his tongue against the children of Israel. Then Joshua said, Open the cave entrance and bring those five kings out of the cave to me. They did so and brought those five kings out of the cave to him, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. When they brought those kings out to Joshua, Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said to the chiefs of the men of war who were with him, come near, put your feet on the necks of these kings. They came near and put their feet on their necks. Joshua said to them, don't be afraid nor be dismayed. Be strong and courageous for Yahweh will do this to all your enemies against whom you fight. Afterward, Joshua struck them, put them to death and hanged them on five trees. They were hanging on the trees until the evening. At the time of the going down of the sun, Joshua commanded, and they took them down off the trees and threw them into the cave in which they had hidden themselves and laid great stones on the mouth of the cave, which remain to this day. Joshua took Makeda on that day and struck it with the edge of the sword with its king. He utterly destroyed it and all the souls who were in it. He left no one remaining. He did to its king as he had done to the king of Jericho. All right, guys, I'm going to pause there for now, even though we have about 10 more verses to read. But to start out, it says that the five kings had totally escaped Joshua and hidden in these caves. So if you remember what happened last week, five kings of very powerful cities decided to come out against Gibeon because Gibeon had made a peace treaty with Israel. So Israel actually went to Gibeon's defense and decided to help protect Gibeon, even though technically kind of Israel didn't exactly have to do that. But because Joshua was a moral person, he decided he was going to help Gibeon out because of the peace treaty. So these five kings go up against the area of Gibeon 
And God basically helped Joshua with everything. God had actually caused the sun not to set that day. The Canaanites worshipped the sun. And they also worshipped the moon. So the fact that the sun was not setting and the moon was not like rising, basically, would have been a huge sign for these Canaanite kings that they were about to be destroyed and that their own gods were not coming to their defense. And that would have scared the crap out of them, honestly. Like that would have absolutely terrified them to to show them that their gods, as much as they prayed to their gods, were not coming to their defense. Because Yahweh obviously controls everything. But anyway, these kings are terrified. And so they flee from Joshua. The five kings altogether literally abandon all their men and flee. And they flee to this cave. They hide inside this cave at Makeda. And so Joshua's men, the Israelites, pursue after these kings and find them in this cave. And so Joshua, though, does not go immediately to those kings to kill them. Instead, he tells the Israelites, put stones over the entrance of the cave so that they cannot get out of there. Okay, and go and pursue the rest of the people who are fighting against us. So that's actually very interesting for Joshua to do that, to not immediately go after the kings, because the king was the most important figure in the war. Whenever kings go out to battle, it's because they want to kill each other. But Joshua was different. He had a different mission. His mission was to completely remove the Canaanites from the promised land so that the Israelites could take it because that is what God wanted for the Israelite people. So Joshua doesn't uh, think of the kings as like the prime targets. He thinks of every Canaanite person as the prime target. And so that's what he does. It says in verse 20, when Joshua and the children of Israel finished killing them with a very great slaughter until they were consumed and the remnant which remained of them had entered into fortified cities, all the people returned to camp with Joshua in peace is basically what it says. So Joshua and his men had a resounding victory. And I'm wondering if this is all on the same day, the same day that God had the sun like not set for that evening. I'm wondering if this is all the same day. It very well could be. And I can imagine these kings that are stuck in the cave are absolutely 100% terrified that the sun gods that they were worshiping were not setting, were not helping them out in any way whatsoever. So this would have proven that Yahweh was in fact God. So after this resounding victory, Joshua goes back to Makeda. In peace is what it says. They were able to like literally walk there without any enemies trying to take them down. It says none moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. <laughs> so everybody knew from this incredible miracle that had just happened where the sun didn't set that Yahweh was on the Israelites side. And so people were so scared that nobody even said anything about the Israelites. They didn't even have the Israelites name in their mouth. That's how scared everybody was. So Joshua then says, open the cave entrance and bring out those five kings out of the cave to me. So once Joshua gets to Makeda in peace and goes to the cave, he has the five kings come out and he puts on this show 
for everybody there. He has his men step on the necks of the kings. He says, come near and put your feet on the necks of these kings. It was the chiefs of the men of war that had to do this. So they came near, the chiefs came near, and they put their feet on their necks. And Joshua said to them, don't be afraid, nor be dismayed. Be strong and courageous, for Yahweh will do this to all your enemies against whom you fight. I don't know how many times, I don't know how many times this uh, verse is kind of repeated already in Joshua, where Joshua tells the people, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. And God says the exact same thing to Joshua. It's because God was there. Yahweh was there for the Israelites. And so Joshua has the chiefs put the the feet on the necks of these five kings. And it was a show for these chiefs. He says, everybody who stands up against you is going to have this same treatment. And so it says, afterward, Joshua struck them and put them to death and hung them on five trees. So these kings were executed by Joshua himself. Now, this was very brave of Joshua to do. Extremely brave because Joshua just put five kings to death all by himself. This now means that Joshua had a huge target on his back. Huge target. This means that every other king of this region would want to kill Joshua. But Joshua was unafraid of that. He was not scared of these other kings of the region. He showed this bravery of putting these five kings to death by himself. So just think about the courage that would take for Joshua to execute five kings. This would be honestly a very scary thing to do. But when Yahweh was on Joshua's side, Joshua knew that nothing was going to happen to him. No king could ever touch Joshua if God was on his side. So it says here, he ends up taking Makeda that very day also. So Joshua has gone hours now without sleeping. He's just like on a mission to take all of the promised land on this one day. And I'm going to guess this is the same day. This is the same day where God, you know, had the sun just stay up in the sky for an extraordinary amount of time because that's what happens. So Joshua not only struck down these five kings in one day, but also took this entire area of Makeda. So that's what it says. He left no one remaining in Makeda, and he did to its king as he had done to the king of Jericho. So man, the Israelites and Joshua accomplished a lot in this day. (laughs) And that's because God caused the day to be like longer for Joshua and for the Israelites. And I don't know how long God allowed this day to go on, but... It had to have been a really long time for this to be accomplished because I don't know how far away Makeda was from Gibeon. I have no clue. So just just think about how powerful that miracle really was of God, you know, causing the day to go on so much longer. Who knows how long it went on for and who knows what kind of like energy God gave Joshua and all the Israelite soldiers as well on top of it. So after this, I'm going to go ahead and keep reading from 31 to 43 and talk about the rest of all these cities Joshua conquers. It says, Joshua passed from Libna and all Israel with him to Lachish and encamped against it and fought against it. 
Yahweh delivered Lachish into the hand of Israel. He took it on the second day and struck it with the edge of the sword, with all the souls who were in it, according to all that he had done to Libna. Then Horam, king of Gezer, came up to help Lachish, and Joshua struck him and his people, until he had left no one remaining. Joshua passed from Lachish and all Israel with him to Eglon, and they encamped against it and fought against it. They took it on that day and struck it with the edge of the sword. He utterly destroyed all the souls who were in it on that day, according to all that he had done to Lachish. Joshua went up from Eglon and all Israel with him to Hebron, and they fought against it. They took it and struck it with the edge of the sword and with its king and all its cities and all the souls who were in it. He left no one remaining, according to all that he had done to Eglon, but he utterly destroyed it and all the souls who were in it. Joshua returned and all Israel with him to Debir and fought against it. He took it with its king and all its cities. They struck them with the edge of the sword and utterly destroyed all the souls who were in it. He left no one remaining. As he had done to Hebron, so he did to Debir, and to its king, as he had also done to Libna and its king. So Joshua struck all the land, the hill country, the south, the lowland, the slopes, and all their kings. He left to no one remaining, but he utterly destroyed all that breathed, as Yahweh the God of Israel commanded. Joshua struck them from Kadesh Barnea, even to Gaza, and all the country of Goshen, even to Gibeon. Joshua took all these kings and their land at one time, because Yahweh the God of Israel fought for Israel. Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, to the camp to Gilgal. So yeah, all these battles start taking place after this, where Joshua's just striking city after city after city, and he probably accomplished all of this within a few months, is kind of what it seems like. So Joshua defeats the entire south region of the promised land in a short period of time, because God fought for Israel. Yahweh, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. That's what it says in verse 42. Joshua took all these kings and their land at one time because Yahweh, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. So right there, Joshua had no power on his own. It was because God was there for Israel, fighting for Israel. This is why Joshua was very clear with all of the men of Israel that they needed to be strong and courageous because Joshua knew that God was on Israel's side. And Jesus actually says something pretty similar to us in Matthew chapter 6. It says in Matthew 6, verses 31 through 34, he said, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So Jesus is very clear with all of us that we should not worry because the Father in heaven knows exactly what we need. We just celebrated Father's Day yesterday. So happy Father's Day to everybody listening in. But dads, if they're good dads, are supposed to be there for their children. Children can rely on their fathers to help them. And so it's kind of the same way with you and I, but with our Heavenly Father. We can rely on our Heavenly Father, Yahweh, to help us, to give us what we need in that time of need. And that's what Jesus is telling everybody here. We don't have to worry because our Heavenly Father already knows everything we need. And just as Joshua knew 
that God was on his side, that God was on Israel's side, Joshua didn't worry. He had courage. He executed those kings, even though that would put a huge target on his back. But he did that with confidence, knowing that God was on his side. And so that's kind of the same encouragement I would like to give everybody listening in, is that you have a heavenly father. He knows everything. And just as an earthly dad should be on the side of his kids and will be on the side of his kids and will help his kids support them and take care of them, how much better is our heavenly father who knows us inside and out? How much better will he take care of us? This is also why Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So the Bible is filled with encouragement about how much our Heavenly Father cares for us. The problem is we forget that sometimes and we rely on our own understanding of what God must be like based upon our own perception. But that's why scripture warns us not to do that because God is so much better than earthly fathers. God is so much better than our own perceptions of him. And all we need to do is trust in him and he will make our path straight. He'll show us our purpose. He'll give us what we need to accomplish that purpose. And just as our earthly fathers are, he will be on our side. So all we have to do in the end is just trust in God and he will make our paths straight. I hope all you guys actually had a really great Father's Day. It was a beautiful day yesterday for me, and we did some grilling outside with my dad and some barbecue. My husband went on a fishing trip with his dad, and so, yeah, we had a very nice, beautiful, sunny day for Father's Day. But anyway, everybody, I hope that you tune in tomorrow for an episode out of John, because we are literally in the middle of Jesus's crucifixion. So tune in tomorrow, and we're going to discuss all of that. But I hope that you all have a beautiful Monday evening, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Happy listening, and God bless.